Hello, this is the Unexpected Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Brooks. I'm a speech language pathologist who found herself unexpectedly expecting. Tune in as I update you week by week along my pregnancy journey. Episodes will also feature chats with new and expecting moms. So let's get into it. This is episode 16, 20 weeks pregnant. Yes, 20 weeks. Um, I've been looking forward to this because I got my level two ultrasound, the 20 week anatomy scan, which was a great experience. Before I talk too much about that, let's hear about 20 weeks in pregnancy, according to what to expect when you're expecting. Week 20, you've got a baby the size of a sweet potato in your belly this week. It's about 10 ounces and six and a half inches crown to rump. Your ultrasound this month should be able to detect if you want to know whether your baby is a boy or a girl. And oh boy or oh girl, has that baby been busy. If you're having a girl, her uterus is fully formed. Her ovaries are holding about 7 million eggs. Though at birth, the number of eggs will have dropped to closer to 2 million, more than enough to keep her covered during her reproductive years, and her vaginal canal is starting to develop. If you're having a boy, his testicles have begun to descend from the abdomen. In a few months, they'll drop into the scrotum, which is still under construction. Luckily, if your baby... Luckily for your baby, there's still plenty of room in your womb for twisting, turning, kicking, punching, and even an occasional somersault. If you haven't felt those acrobatics yet, you almost certainly will in the next coming weeks. Okay, so this has been a special week. We are fully moved into our new apartment. I had my 20-week anatomy scan, and we went public with our pregnancy. So after the 20-week scan, I felt comfortable uh, announcing that I was pregnant. Also because I started to really show this week, and kids at my clinic were noticing. So I figured, you know, no more hiding it. And um, But we waited for the scan to make sure everything is good. And then we announced, which was super exciting. Um, I wanted to make sure I didn't announce on a holiday because I felt like that's typically when people tend to announce. So um, we announced December 11th, 2020 um, at 20 weeks exactly. And that was also the day that I got my anatomy scan. So um, I go to the hospital for this scan and for the major tests that I do. Um, And because it was just after Thanksgiving, initially Mike was supposed to be allowed to at least go to the anatomy scan. But because uh, the COVID, uh, I don't know, numbers increased after Thanksgiving, then the hospital went on more strict uh, restrictions and um, he wasn't allowed to come anymore. Luckily, my sister Amanda and my cousin Jennifer both work in the hospital where I am delivering. So I didn't do the anatomy scan alone. They both came um, and I was able to take videos so that I can show Mike the baby. I try not to get upset because I knew going into it that he wouldn't be able to go to many visits. And I 
understand that there is a global pandemic and it's not all about me. I was hoping he would at least get to go to this one. So that was disappointing, but it is what it is. So um, every almost every doctor is going to schedule a 20-week anatomy scan, even if you had um, an ultrasound in your first uh, trimester in order to confirm the birth and to check out how things are going. But the 20-week scan is... Um, it offers reassurance that everything is going exactly the way it should and you get to see the baby um, and all parts of the baby. So in this, in this, um, in this level two ultrasound, um, many people say like you might need to drink water before the exam so that your bladder is full. My doctors and techs and nurses that I see get really annoyed when I have a full bladder and they say that I'm squishing the baby and they can't get good pictures. So they made me pee beforehand. I don't know why there are different recommendations on this, but um, I was not told to have a full bladder. And the one time I did go with a full bladder, everyone um, made fun of me a lot. So I guess just consult your doctor. Um, I also had heard on the internet, of course, that... Um, it's important to have like a sugary snack so that your baby is awake and moving around and cooperating during the um, anatomy scan. So I had um, a half-calf coffee. I had a peanut butter granola bar. I had a cookie, orange juice, and a yogurt. And then I went and I used the restroom before so that nobody gave me a hard time. Um... Okay, so this level two ultrasound, it focuses closely on fetal development to be sure everything is growing and developing as it should. Images are much clearer and more detailed than the fuzzy ultrasound you got in your first semester. Your baby will be measured from crown to rump around the middle and around the head or and his or her weight will be estimated. The four chambers of the heart will be looked at as well as the kidneys, bladder, stomach, brain, spine, and sex organs. The sonographer will also be looking at your amniotic fluid levels, the position of the placenta, and the fetal heart rate. So my placenta is anterior. Um, and with an anterior placenta, um, that means that the big, round, squishy, bloody thing that feeds and nourishes my baby is in the front of my belly. Um, and so what that does is that it kind of cushions all of the blows from when the baby is kicking and punching. So you're less likely to feel movement in the beginning of, or you won't feel movement as soon as many other people do. So I'm 20 weeks and I don't feel any movement yet, but I have been, um, told many times that it's because of my anterior placenta. I was told that I should expect to start feeling more movement around 25 weeks. So it's a bummer, five more weeks, because I was hoping for 17. I heard that you can feel as soon as 17, but nothing yet. And uh, I'm just going to be patient and have faith in myself and my body and know that the time will come when the time comes. And uh, yeah, so that's my summary of 20 weeks. I feel really good still. Um, last week I talked about how I had a lot of 
round ligament pain from all of the moving and unpacking and stuff I feel relieved from relieved from that I don't feel all that pain anymore um I'm getting some more heartburn I definitely have a uh, decreased cravings and I have um decreased need to pee other than that I mean this is such a smooth pregnancy I'm I'm glad I'm happy that it's great so far but let's see what's to come so going back to the anatomy scan, what I loved about it was that I was able to see the baby much more clearly and for a longer period of time. Um, I felt a lot calmer having seen all of his organs working and looking good and um, all of his movement. So that was great to see. We also did the 3D ultrasound Um so at this point, although your baby is, um, he's a good size. I mean, he's the biggest he's been so far. Um, he still doesn't have very much fat on him. So it doesn't always look the greatest, but you get nice profile pictures and you get like to see their nose. And um, I got a video of the baby. Just you could see him opening and closing his mouth to swallow, either to swallow the amniotic fluid or to yawn. But I think since he did it so many times, he probably was swallowing the fluid um if you want to see that I believe it's on my baby Instagram which is at baby bean Racine I don't know if I have tagged that on here before but it's at baby bean Racine R-E-C-I-N-E on Instagram and that's where I post my personal pregnancy updates so you can check that out if that's something that you're interested in also, I post about new episodes every week on Instagram at the unexpected podcast period between each word all on Instagram. And if you're enjoying the show so far, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. All right. So in this episode, once again, I am chatting with my husband, Mike Racine. He is a stand up comedian. He also started his own moving business during the pandemic. Um, we This is like the Seinfeld episode of this um, podcast. I feel like it, this is an episode about nothing. We are really just talking about our lives and our thoughts and experiences this week and our lives. So I hope that you enjoy it. And I hope that you tune in again next week for 21 Weeks Pregnant. All right, I am here joined by my husband, Mike Racine. Good morning. Good morning, yes. We don't usually record in the morning. No. No, please don't sniffle in the microphone. <laughs> it's just allergies. Although I did see a woman cough really loud in the street today. and She wasn't wearing a mask, but then she went into her house. I don't think COVID's about one cough. I think it's like excessive coughing. Excessive coughing. Sometimes I get like... At just the most inopportune times, I feel like I get a little dust in my throat and I cough in yeah, front yeah, of people yeah. Yeah. with my mask on. Yeah. I get the look. So um, I got a nifty new um, device that I wanted to talk about on the podcast. It's um, a rubber ducky that floats in the bathtub and it it's a thermometer and a timer. So mm-hmm. um, there's um, some controversy over whether or not you can take a bath when you're pregnant. Uh-huh. From what I read, you just don't want to be in a bathtub that's above your body temperature. 
Uh-huh. So um, you want to make sure that the water is under like 97 degrees. Uh-huh. And uh, you don't want to be in there for more than 10 minutes. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's a rubber duck unit. And if it gets too hot, it beeps. Mm-hmm. And then it times you. So I took a bubble bath last night and I asked Mike to bring me an ice cream. What did that cost? I think it was, I don't know, like $8 or something. Oh. Nothing tremendous. And it's good for when you have the baby, too, because you could make sure that yeah, the bath yeah. water is like. Not too hot. In the, yeah. In like the and 80s. for my puppy boy, too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you put him in the bath? I thought you just shower no, with your dog. No, we just shower dog. with him. I just shower with him. <laughs> I think that's the best way to do it, to wash him. To take a shower with him? Yeah. Doesn't he claw your naked body? Yes, but it's worth it <laughs> <laughs> to know that he's safe, that he feels safe. So you're already a good dad. I hope so. I, I mean, I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty good with kids. Like, I'm not, um, you know, like, I'm pretty comfortable with kids. Mm-hmm. And I think I know how to, like, engage kids. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. You know, compliments are good. Like if they're if they're if they have like a Spider Man backpack, uh huh. You go, Are you Spider Man? <laughs> or I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I did a move for somebody this over the summer and uh she had a she has a six year old mm-hmm. and he was like in the house and he just like put on his Spider Man costume while we were working. Oh, because he wanted to show off a I little. I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And were you like, Oh man Is that sp- I was like, Is that Spider Man? <laughs> And if I wasn't on the clock, I would have been like, actually, I'm I'm Dr. Octopus. <laughs> and then I would have attacked him. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I think that's fine. I think you probably would have gotten more of a tip. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, so are you excited to be a dad? Um, yeah. 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 But is it tough because you're not growing the baby, so it's like not so real for you? Yeah, I think so. I try to bring him up a lot. Because? And make you touch my belly and listen to his heart so that... You can feel like he's real. Because my friend Lewis was like, you know, it's crazy because you'll go into the hospital two people and you come out three people. Mm -hmm. That's probably more of like the dad's experience of that because, you know, the mom has it inside of her. I I guess I if I had. Yeah. If I had like a thing inside, like a little alien inside of my uh, (laughs) esophagus or something. Right. Yeah. And that's Lewis J. Gomez, um, who Mike's talking about. He's a comedian. Uh, He's a very good dad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited for when I can feel the baby kicking and then hopefully you'll be able to feel him from the outside. Uh-huh. But I have an anterior placenta, placenta, so it's like a cushion. So the baby kicks that instead of me and we might not feel that for a while. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So what are you looking forward to as a dad? Well, I don't know. I mean, there's different phases of being a father but i guess like um so i guess i mean first we're gonna have a baby so mm-hmm. i guess like having the baby on my uh on my chest or holding it mm-hmm. um, him we I already s- know he's a him him yeah i saw a I saw a woman pushing a stroller today she was pushing a stroller and her dog was like walking so nicely next to her yeah are you gonna do that for our dog because i'm concerned i'm not sure <laughs> i think we'll probably have to get like a double stroller <laughs> like one for Oliver and one for the dog. But there's usually Frankie like a bottom. To me. Yeah, there's a bottom. So we can push Oliver in the stroller. I think Oliver would like to be pushed in the stroller. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. He can protect the baby. We can have like two double tiered <laughs> protection for the baby. <laughs> so Frankie is like the palace. Oliver's like the palace guard and Frankie's like the um, the militia outside. Okay. 
That's good. Oliver, Frank, you'll be like the Buckingham Palace guard, and Oliver will be like whatever else. The MI6. But do you, are you concerned that Frankie will be afraid of the wheels and the... He might be. I was like, I was, I was so impressed with this dog that I saw on the street today because it was walking perfectly in step with the lady pushing the stroller. That's what I would like to achieve. If you yeah. could train Frankie prior to April to do that. Yeah. Prior to April 2021. I'm trying to say dates more. Well, your friend Aislinn said that you should yeah. get a stroller and push it around to practice. Yeah, that made you cranky. No, it didn't make me cranky. I was just thinking like. I was just imagining myself pushing an empty stroller around Carroll Gardens <laughs> and people being like, oh, no, he must have lost. Well, why it. don't you make a sign oh, father no. in training? Oh, no, his he must have lost his baby at sea. <laughs> <laughs> or look at this bozo. He left that baby at home. <laughs> he doesn't even know he left his baby. <laughs> he left his baby at Popeye's when he went to get a chicken sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but it's I guess it's important for desensitization and also because Frankie is a bit of a puller. Yeah. You have been walking him a lot more now though. So has he yeah. improved? Ish. I mean, if I'm if I'm like really vocal with him, he's a little better. Mhm. I'm hoping that he kind of like f- steps up to his role as big brother. Just automatically, automatically on his own volition. I guess that's not going to happen. No. I don't think so. But I don't want him. Yeah, I don't want to be pushing a stroller and he's like pulling at at me. me neither yeah because then we have to make a choice like if if like where's his short leash um i don't know did it make the move it's definitely in a bag somewhere so mike okay. and i moved to this week last week on tuesday so it's been over a week and um we settled in very quickly the only room that needs to get set up is our our baby room um and there's just some things that really just need to get r- I think we just have to get rid of. I don't even know if they have to get like sorted un- and unpacked. Yeah. But um. Well, you're the one who just can't be bothered with the old place. Well, you know what? I just like to move on. It's hard for me to go backwards. I also made this place livable while you were fixing up the old place. So you're welcome. Yeah. I did wash and hang all your clothes and put them in your drawers and also unpack every box and organize things. Thank you, honey. Mm-hmm. And I built the shoe closet, put the legs on the table, and on the couch. So I assembled a lot while pregnant. Right. I did check if I could do these things. Um, So I did get a lot more exhausted than I typically would. And I was concerned because I felt a lot of uh, round ligament pain after a while. But I took a lot of breaks and I laid down to rest when I needed to. Mm -hmm. I also took uh, three days off of work. Um, so I guess if you're moving, be cautious. Um, I tried to slide things across the floor or pick up light things. I might've picked up things more than 35 pounds, even though you're not supposed to, but, uh, I definitely felt it. So yeah, be aware, be cautious. If you are my regret with this move was not having enough time every, I think every time we move, I get a little better at it, Mm -hmm. but I regret not having enough time to get everything done. Yeah. Well, let's not move again. Okay. But moving while pregnant is very common. I posted about it in um, a pregnancy group. Yeah. And lots of people were like, oh, I moved at this part. The pregnancy group. Um, Yeah. Sometimes the pregnancy group is intense. Um, Sometimes it's not. It depends on the post. Nobody stays in one place like us. No. No. Do you move a lot of people who are expecting babies? 
Um, yeah, sometimes. Mike has his own moving company. It's called Truck Boys. Yeah. Moving. So if you are moving in the tri-state New York. tri-state area. New Jersey. Pens- What's the tri-state area? Connecticut? I guess the tri-state is Jersey, New York, Pen- Jersey, New York, Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. But he'll do Pennsylvania. I'll do whatever you want. <laughs> I went to Toledo th- last week. But I you went start to here always. Yeah. yeah, but I could always go there and come back. Uh-huh. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so people expecting babies. Um. Yeah, I can't remember the. Le- I mean, there's t- there's times when like I moved families before. Well, you were moving that one guy to f- who was going to Florida. Yeah. Well, you just packed his truck. Connor. Yeah, he was driving a U-Haul to Florida. Yeah, and he did the whole move while she was in Florida having a baby, right? Yeah. That guy's good. Good yeah. for him. Yeah. I did it too. Actually, a lot of guys. A lot of guys do that. A lot of guys are tasked with uh, packing up the apartment. Yeah. Because it's like also every time I did something because I was highly motivated to not live in boxes. Uh-huh. Every time I did something, though, that felt a little bit too much. I was like, is this even worth it? Like, am I going to hurt this baby just uh-huh. because I'm right. determined to not have this box here? Right. Like this isn't. He comes out with a dent in his head. or something. <laughs> he won't. This. No. Um, no. The things that you would fear. I mean, I trigger warning. I hate even like contemplating, but like um, a ruptured placenta, something like that, like uh-huh. causing preterm labor, I think something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, just like putting too much stress and strain on your body. Yeah. But my sister Jillian, who has four kids, she said she was like doing squats with a lot of weight on her back with her fourth child. So mm-hmm. she said, I likely didn't do anything that was too problematic. Mm-hmm. Still, it's just, you know, is it worth it is what you just keep asking yourself. Yeah. It's like, do I really need this Italian sub? Right. Should I get Listeria just because I'm hungry, you right, pig? Right, right, right. <laughs> Like, even though the odds are just quite low, uh-huh. it's just you just keep asking yourself, like, but will it have been worth it? Yeah. And the answer is no. I do feel like I had a nice muscle recovery day yesterday. I've been running around a lot. Mm-hmm. So your muscles don't grow if you're working them all the time. You need to like rest. Uh huh. You know. So I feel, I feel my, I feel my thick biceps coming back. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want my kid's dad to have flabby arms. So you better work on that. Okay. Yeah. Because I want my kid to also like want muscles. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I was thinking about. Oh, I was thinking about um, coaching sports oh yeah because i never played sports really like i was always shy i was always shy around sports uh-huh. i'd never thought i was good at it um i'm flat-footed so i never found i think somebody that told at, you that flat-footed means you can't do anything and that like held you back maybe, if our son yeah, is maybe. flat-footed you better tell him that he can do anything that any arched foot person well, he can won't do. be able to run he's yes, got to he find will. he's gonna be slow he's gonna be slow no i know people who are flat-footed who run daily maybe Mm-hmm. But anyway, I was thinking about coaching because mm-hmm. I was thinking like, hopefully I could team up with someone who has experience in athletics mm-hmm. and I could just be like the emotional the support. Good cop. Like I could be like the emotional support coach. Yeah. Yeah. And I was thinking of being like, you know, my first day on the coaching staff. I'm like, all right, everybody go around the room and tell me why you're here. Why do you want to play football? Go ahead. Why do you want to play football? Why do you want to play football? 
Think about why you want to play football, and let's let's share with everybody. <laughs> now, when you're on that field, you remember that. You remember <laughs> why you're here, because it's going to be hard. Uh-huh. You might feel like you want to cry. If you feel like you want to cry, there's a box of tissues right over here. <laughs> I'll just be like, I'll just be like the emotional support coach. That's good. I yeah. hope our son does not want to play football. Remember, it doesn't diminish your ability to play football if you feel like you need to cry. Right. Yes. And then, and then word gets around that we're the team where we let the kids cry. Mm-hmm. You're also the one who teaches ballet for technique. Yeah. But they're more emotionally healthy and we end up winning the championship. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I like that story. Yeah. But I do hope that our child, like I wanted to reiterate, does not want to play football mm-hmm. just because I'm concerned about like head injuries. Yeah. But every other sport I'd be fine with. What do you want him to play? I, I mean, watched a video the other day. This guy, this guy, this football coach like smacked an, uh, like a nine or a seven year old kid. Oh, dear. I bet though, like the family's like, eh, well, we're hardcore football people. And like nuns used to do that to people. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would not. I don't think that would s- sit well with me. Yeah. I took karate and I got hit in the head with a foam stick and I was like, get me out of here. Really? Yeah. 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 I didn't like that. He thought it was just like casual. Karate's fun, fun. though. I I thought it was slow. Yeah. But I also don't like that. Like, What sport do you want our kid to play? Discipline aspect of it. Because I don't care for baseball, really. Oh, I love baseball. I love baseball. And I always thought I would be good at soccer, but nobody ever put me in it. Mm-hmm. But I liked softball and I played that. Basketball would be cool. I always I did basketball stats, so I do understand the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that would be helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, lacrosse is pretty intense too, but there's a lot of gear. I just don't yeah. want football, but I'm not gonna be like an overprotective. Basketball person. doesn't seem like you need that much stuff to play. Just expensive sneakers. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then like a basketball hoop at home to mm-hmm. practice on. Well, mm-hmm. in New York, there's basketball hoops everywhere. Mm-hmm. So you're looking forward to holding the baby when he comes home. And then what about when he's. So I'm looking forward to it. We'll have like an eight month old next yeah. Christmas. Yeah. So he'll be able to sit up and probably pull himself up on things. He'll be able to like rip packages open if you help him. Uh-huh. He'll be able to like interact with toys that he's gotten, uh-huh. Um, which is going to be fun. It's a good timing, I think. Yeah. We're going to need a lot of shelves in this room. Why? For toys? Yeah. I don't want to have a lot of toys. All right. I even, I just got an email from work like, oh, we're doing some toy orders for speech therapy. What do you want? What do you think is necessary? Mm-hmm. I use the same five or six toys over and over again. Uh-huh. I love cause and effect toys mm-hmm. like um, Pop the Pirate, Dental gator and this new shark game i got Mm -hmm. so you like push all these fish into the shark's mouth Uh to start it and then you fish them out and you never know when the shark is going to come up and bite you Mm -hmm. it's terrifying okay (laughs) it's funny um and then i also like whenever someone pitches a toy on shark tank all the sharks are like the toy market is brutal yeah it is because like toys are there's no toy that's going to be more entertaining than you yeah. So, like, if I go to hand a child a toy, that's mm-hmm. not going to give me any sort of opportunity to write my notes, get prepared for anything else. Because unless I'm also simultaneously interacting with that toy, yeah. it doesn't really occupy the child unless it's something electronic like an iPad, uh-huh. which is, you know, counterproductive towards my speech therapy 
Uh-huh. If I'm using the iPad, I try to interact with the iPad as well. Right. So like I like cause and effect toys. Like if I do something, then something else happens mm-hmm. because then it like teaches kids that type of um, expectation and cause and effect relationship. Mm-hmm. I also like toys that are parts of a whole. So it needs them. It creates the need of wanting more. So mm-hmm. um, a puzzle, like every time you do a page, you get a puzzle piece. And because we want to know what the puzzle is going to be. Mm-hmm. Every time you do like these cards, you get a piece of Mr. Potato. Mm-hmm. Fishing games are good. I like this. Um, there's like a cookie jar, a piggy bank, and um, a fishbowl where uh-huh. it has like pieces that you like put inside. Uh-huh. And then every time you put it in, a light goes on. Okay. So they keep wanting more pieces. Okay. Um, also, wind up toys I like because. Uh, you can ask help. You can do ready, set, go. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really difficult find motor-wise for them to do the winding independently. So uh-huh. it teaches children to self-advocate, ask for help, stuff like that. But uh-huh. those are the only toys that I truly like. And Oh, and I like those poppers because, once again, it's cause and effect. If I squeeze it, something flies out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't love toys. Yeah. And when you see people's houses who have lots of toys you just see a buildup of toys that don't get utilized yeah 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 um so i just don't need that i mean like kids like boxes and stuff kids like pots and pans kids mm-hmm. like also i like those tool toys maybe i'll put that yeah there's I like, like drills that actually work. oh and you can make like a thing on a board yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i'm sick of people being like your whole life is gonna change yeah you're never gonna sleep again yeah like what do you know or maybe that's true, but like, I don't know. So when should you have but a baby? I, well, I when guess I when is sleeping the most important? Right. Well, I guess what I'm thinking is like, I, I should be able to incorporate into my life like fairly well, you know, mm-hmm. unless I'm out driving a truck, then you'll have it. But usually Him. for the stuff that I do, like, you know, working at home and whatnot, yeah. um, you know, I think I, you can have the baby nearby and hopefully, I don't know, maybe have it in the carrier while I'm writing or podcasting or whatever. Or, yes. I you hope know. you wear him a lot. Yeah. Yeah. He could just sleep there and then he'll get used to that, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so overall, this is a episode about being excited to be a dad. What do you want to close on? It's time to go. I need to take some Motrin. <laughs> I am happy that I've been taking a lot of Motrin lately. It's nice. It helps. Yeah, it's nice that there's a pill that you can take to help your muscle pain. Right, yeah. Did you get a mustache to prepare for fatherhood? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your advice to other expecting dads? You're 20 weeks in now, so. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, nothing has really, I mean, nothing has really changed. There are there are days when I feel like I'm doing a lot, um, but you have to kind of, you know, you have to step up and do more. Mm-hmm. You have to make, be available to your wife, you know. So um, I guess it just, it I just, um. You just got to figure out what the priorities are because, mm-hmm. you know, there's only so many hours in the day. Right. Yes. So you have to like, but I think for the most part, I don't know. I'm fine. I'm just getting ready. I'm sure it'll, he'll be here before I know it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. Good. Thanks for being here. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. The 
The Unexpected Podcast is recorded and produced by Deborah Brooks and is sponsored by the Sit Down with Mike Racine Podcast, SLP's Wine and Cheese Podcast, and the Dad Show with Mike Racine Podcast. For more unexpected content, head over to www.patreon.com slash Deborah Brooks CCC SLP. If you love the show, I'd appreciate a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week. Thank you.